This morning, I want to start with a point to ponder that I was reading in a worship planner that I refer to from time to time. It starts out, Hope is faith in action. Hope affirms that we believe not just in the existence of God, but that God directly and personally cares for us. When things go well, this is a breeze. But things don't always go well, and hope becomes more challenging. I spent some time really thinking about that this week as we continue to be immersed in these challenging times. There's no shortage of reasons to be stressed and feeling anxious, but there are also moments of hope we're savoring too because I believe that throughout history, God's work is always being done, especially when we face challenges. This work is done through the good thoughts, actions, and behaviors of individuals who reach out to offer help to another. Let's face it, there are things in life that just can't be done by one person alone. Can you think of any? Okay, here's one. Tug of war. Marriage is another, which can sometimes feel like a tug of war. The point is that you can't do things like these on your own, just like you can't have a deep conversation by yourself. Or at least you probably shouldn't. You can't even offer a simple, friendly handshake if there's no one on the other end of your hand. Yes, it's true. No matter how strong our wishes or desires are, there are some things in life, perhaps more things than we care to acknowledge, that just aren't meant or able to be done by one person alone. Still don't believe me? Try seesawing by yourself. Two people hanging wallpaper works much better than just one. A funny movie is even funnier when it's shared with someone else. And dinner at a restaurant tastes a lot better and is a lot more enjoyable when there's someone else sitting at the table with you. And sooner or later, helping someone else will return good results. It's almost like a law of nature. Treat people with respect and kindness, and you will usually be amazed at what returns to you. I want to read one such story with you. It has been shared many times with no identifiable author, and although it dates back a very long time ago, I believe that its message is still relevant today. This is a true story that happened in 1892 at Stanford University. An 18-year-old student and a friend were struggling to pay school fees. He was an orphan and not knowing where to turn for money, he came up with a bright idea. He and his friend decided to host a musical concert on campus to raise money. They would use the earnings from the event to offset their unpaid board and tuition. They reached out to the great pianist, Ignacy Paderewski. His manager demanded a guaranteed fee of $2,000 for the piano recital, and a deal was struck. The boys began work to make the concert a success. The big day arrived. Paderewski performed at Stanford, but unfortunately, they had not managed to sell enough tickets. The total received was only $1,600. After the concert, the two boys told the great artist the bad news. They gave him the entire $1,600 with a promissory note for the 400 explaining that they would earn that amount as soon as they could and send it to him. It looked like the end of their college careers. No, boys, replied Paderewski. That won't do. Thinking the worst of the two friends tried to come up with ways to give him the entire amount, But then Paderewski tore the note in two and handed the $1,600 back to them. Now, he told them, take out of this money all of your expenses and keep 25% of the balance for each of you. Then let me have the rest. 
The boys were surprised and thanked him profusely because the amounts they received cover all of their expenses. This active kindness clearly showed Paderowski to be a great human being. Well, time passes. 20 years roll by. World War I came and went. Paderowski, now Prime Minister of Poland, was striving to feed thousands of starving people in his native land. He was a great leader, but unfortunately at the end of the war, Poland was ravaged. There was more than 1.5 million people starving in his country, and there was no money to feed them. Paderowski reached out to the U.S. Food and Relief Administration for help. The head there was a man named Herbert Hoover, who would later go on to become the U.S. president. Hoover agreed to help and quickly shipped tons of food to feed the starving Polish people. A calamity was averted. Paderowski decided to go and meet Hoover and personally thank him. When he arrived, he began to thank Hoover for his noble gesture. Hoover quickly interjected and said, You shouldn't be thanking me, Mr. Prime Minister. You may not remember this, but many years ago, you helped two young students get through college in the U.S. I was one of them. Goodness shared has a way of coming back. That is just the nat- its nature. When Jesus was conducting his earthly ministry, he discovered that the work of sharing the good news of God's kingdom was something best not done only by himself. Even if it was possible for him to do that, at some point he came to realize that doing it without help was impractical and inefficient. There were better, much more effective ways to share the word and, more importantly, make sure it continued to be shared. And in one of those ways was to add recruits, other teachers and helpers. This morning, we find Jesus with the first disciples. Jesus was mixing with the crowds and he began to recognize the desperation that had overtaken many of their lives. He saw countless people who were, as Matthew put it, harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Maybe that was the moment when Jesus realized he couldn't adequately address all this pain, despair and need in in person. So Jesus begins by showing his first disciples what role they are called to within a world crowded with struggle and need, a world made worse by a a less than ideal politically reality and made of fierce social divisions. As a congregation, we find our finding creative ways of staying connected during this time. I just love my time with those of you who have joined in on our Zoom calls during the week. How many of you ever thought you'd be able to say you were Zooming this past week? I certainly never did. But what a blessing it is to embrace the joy of time spent with one another in the midst of a world crowded with struggle and need. In light of God's goodness and love that surrounded them, Jesus commissions them, the disciples, to go out into their communities to address the need. Jesus gives them the authority to labor in the harvest of their communities to cure disease and to ease sickness. He sends them out among the crowds to find the need and to respond to it, to open hearts to the struggle of another, to hear the often muted cries of the distressed. That was the call and the challenge Jesus gave to this ragtag bunch. And it's the same for us today, call and response. Then as now the harvest is plentiful, But the laborers of compassion, of justice and healing, well, they are few 
Jesus knows this, but demands that we are bold and declares, go and be among them. And so we do as the disciples did. The work of the outreach projects that we take on throughout the year are surely a wonderful way to be among those in need. And we take this on knowing full well that seemingly impossible things are done through imperfect and limited human hands, the ordinary laborers of the harvest. What begins as a small gesture of compassion often grows into an abundant harvest of love, of healing, and hope. Throughout history, throughout the history of the church, we see that despite the challenges we face, despite the questionable likelihood of success, despite our inevitable difficulty to accomplish what Jesus could do far more easily, he confidently sends us out and... Because we go out into the world, unjust laws have been overturned, the hungry have been fed, oppression lifted, all through human labors strengthened by the Spirit of God. But Jesus knows that his small band of 12 wouldn't be enough to get the job done. So he also urged them to pray to God and to send many more workers into the field to assist in the great harvest of proclaiming good news for needy, hurting people. All those new followers would be the ones to share the message and to embody it. If Jesus' message was to take root and continue to spread, it needed to be proclaimed by more voices than just his. Here in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus doesn't simply instruct the disciples to work to bring about the harvest. He encourages them to ask God to send out laborers into the harvest. This is very important. And as I'm sure you realize, it is from the, this recruitment of others to go out into the harvest field and work to build up God's realm that the church became the force it is today. And so moving through the cities and villages of his day and time, situated in that place of overwhelming need, Jesus is able to joyfully turn to the disciples and to declare the harvest to be great and plentiful. Perhaps then and there, and here and now, we are the answers to their prayers. What a wonderful connection that is. And in turn, we ask God for more laborers now and in the future to carry on for us as we carried on for the original disciples. And we see acts of goodness working even today, sometimes in small and almost insignificant ways. There are many stories of such acts shared on the news and social media right now. Stories of support and encouragement to folks in different communities. I found a few short personal ones that I wanted to end with this morning that's really stood out to me. I decided to order takeout to do my part to help support local restaurants. Or I ordered through DoorDash. Unfortunately, no driver ever showed up to the restaurant to make the delivery. I called the restaurant and offered to pay for the food and have the owner take it home to his family. I explained that I didn't need the food, but had ordered it just to support his restaurant. He was having none of that. He insisted on bringing the food to me himself after the restaurant closed. And he did just that. And more. When I looked through the order, there was something extra. It was sticky rice with sliced mango around it, like a flower. There was a note in marker scrawled on the top of the box that said, 
Thank you so much for your support. And another that I personally take great appreciation in someone drawing to my attention. Random acts of kindness are all around us in nature. This morning, the songbirds returned to the woods and sang for us. The wind blew and brought in a hint of spring. Nature is always there for us. Let's keep a promise to give back. We are all in this along with the planet, the stars, the future. I just love that. It reminded me of rhubarb being delivered so that a woman from our church could enjoy it when she was not wanting to leave her home. Special cards in the mail arrived to brighten someone's day, like Elena's. A call to check to see how someone is doing. All might seem small and insignificant, but are reminders that God listens to to us and cares about us and is sometimes expressed through people like us. So may it be our prayer that God will bless us, that we might be part of making the harvest plentiful. May God bless us so that we may continue to abound in hope. And may there be such an outpouring of grace here that even those who are chronically pessimistic and perennially obstinate may catch the spirit and enter into the joy of bringing in the harvest, that it may be plentiful. Let us pray. Loving God, you call to each and every one of us. As insignificant and as little as we may feel we have to offer, our little bits are just enough. Sometimes they are an overflowing of of grace and beauty, offering the hope to someone in need. We are enough, O God. Continue to remind us of that. Continue to send us out in this time of need and our creative ways of finding ways to reach out to one another. And when we are the one in need, may your love, your hope, and your support surround us on those days. All this we pray through the love of Christ who lives amongst us yesterday, today, and always. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. If you are interested in contributing to the programming at Heritage United Church, please consider donating via our website. Go to https colon backslash backslash www.heritageunited.ca backslash give. Thank you for your support.